Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, welcome to Wide Left Sports, and today I am with Billings legend and IFL quarterback Chris Dixon. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm really good. So I just want to start off with where did you play your college ball and where did you grow up? Where was Chris before his days in Billings in the IFL? I grew up in Oakland, California. Uh, Oakland, uh, Richmond, California. I went to you know, uh, elementary and middle school in Oakland, and then I went to high school in Richmond High. Uh, and then I went to Humboldt State University up in uh, Northern California. Awesome. So I have to ask, I'm a big Raiders fan. How do you feel about the move to Vegas? I've never been a Raider fan because they're fake. All right. <laughs> they're not loyal to their soil is what I call it. You know, they... When I grew up, I could never become a Raider fan. Anybody knows me know I don't like L.A. sports teams. I like the city of L.A., and I love anybody from California. But when it comes to sports teams, I don't like any team in L.A. So um, when I was growing up, the Raiders were in L.A. So I, I don't. I would never be a Raider fan. Yeah, they are kind of notorious for leaving. I will give you that. Um, so coming out of college, did you have any looks for you know the NFL or CFL? NFL, I, uh, I, uh, I went to camp with the Niners um, uh, a couple of camps ago, try out for the Niners, and then uh, the CFL, I had a shot at BC, but they took another quarterback from a Division One over for me. You know, the time I was coming out, you know, 5'11", quarterbacks wasn't a, a thing. You had to be 6'2 and above, and so... Too bad you aren't going out now. It seems like under six feet quarterbacks are coming out all the time. <laughs> I said it the other day. I said if I came out now, I would really enjoy life. <laughs> yeah. So how did you get into, you know, arena football and the indoor football league? It's kind of a league that, you know, people get into, but we don't really hear how. Um, I was playing semi-pro. A, a friend of mine was about to change a team from – semi-pro to indoor football and uh another friend of mine um was with a team the coach had called me and was like hey i want the quarterback for me i'll send my pro team so i ended up going to rapid city south dakota um i started the first four games at quarterback the next four at wide receiver and then uh, i got traded from rapid city red dogs to the billings mavericks actually Awesome. So who, everybody, you know, has that one role model in their life that was huge in their um, growing up, you know, with in sports. Who was your biggest role model or, you know. You mean like professional or like in my life? Both or was, either, whichever one. <laughs> I would say in my life, it was probably, when it comes to football, it was probably my uncle, my uncle Ernie and, and my cousin Jamal. They, they pushed me to football. I mean. Um, football 
wasn't major in my life until I moved in with my uncle. Um, Deion Sanders is always who I grew up to in terms of athletes, Deion, and um, I would say John Elway as a quarterback. Um, that's what made me become a Bronco fan when I was young. Um, I watched John Elway do some things to the Raiders, and anything that hurts the Raiders, I'm all for it. So. <laughs> So, yeah, those, those are the people who impacted me in football. John Elway was a really good quarterback. I will give him that. Not a Bronco fan, but he was really, really good. So that's a good guy to model after. So what was you, you've not only been a player, but you've also been a coach, and now you're mentoring a lot of young athletes. What was your greatest achievement through all of that? What I'm doing today. Greatest achievement is giving these kids a chance to see things and do things they've never done before. Um, my youth kids who have played for me have been all across the country, and you know today we lost on a hard fought game, but you know the opportunity to put them on the biggest stages and have them play with some of the best kids in the country. You know, uh, not a lot of kids in Montana get that. You know, and as much as it may be bash for traveling for football, I mean, let's be honest, these kids are getting chances that a lot of kids never had the chance to do. I mean, to get, if you really put it in perspective, let's talk about recruiting, right? If you're recruiting out of Montana, how many kids really get a full-ride scholarship to Montana or Montana State that are that is from Montana? Not, Not many. Too many. Really ask them. If you really ask the kids, it's 25%, 30%, 50% scholarships. The rest you're either paying for or you're doing it academically. But if they bring a kid from California, what do you think is happening? They got a full ride scholarship. They pay for everything. They make sure those kids are taken care of. And, you know, what I tell the kids all the time is, is that if you step out on the national stage and you add that to your resume when you go, you know, get ready for college and get in the play against some of these new guys, it's not new to be here. A lot of Montana kids quit when they get to college because they get shocked off the athletes they see. You know, when you when you when you go through the season, you're the big dog. If you go to Hamilton Central or anywhere, and then you gotta go to college, and I mean, there's very few that really come out of that doing a lot young. You know, um, Junior Bergen, you know, he's playing young, playing well. Gabe Solser, playing young, playing well. But not everybody from Montana can really make the transition. You know, Trey Anderson made the transition. I mean, he had the size. Right. But if you have the size, not a lot of these kids out of Montana make it to Montana State or Montana. No, definitely. So during your career, there was an unfortunate event in Billings, the Father's Day tornado. And, of course, the community was affected by it, but the outlaws were really affected by it. So kind of help me relive that from your guys' perspective. Um, the night before we played Tri City, um, we played in the Metro the night before. We just won our last regular season game, uh, sealed up home field advantage. Uh, and I remember just waking up and the next day, and um, people were like, "Hey, we had a tornado." And then by the end of the night, it was, "Oh my God, the Metro got messed up," and, and this, this, and that. You know. Um, all week we were scrambling to try to figure out where we we're going to play our first home playoff game. And uh, I can't remember how it went down, but we ended up getting it at the sports place. And, you know, I worked there and I was actually running the place at the time. And 
I just remember running around trying to get all these things ready to go for a playoff game. Anybody can remember, anybody knows. I actually marked the field and did all the field stuff for our playoff game. And um, that was an experience, but yeah. That's definitely devastated the city, and I'm happy to see that we're getting a team back now, finally, after, you know, we had the Wolves, which you coached, actually, didn't you? Yeah, I, I mean, I went with the Wolves. Uh, we did it. We did it. We made the playoffs our second year. Uh, I'm just happy the team is coming back in our name, the Outlaws. Yes. Uh, I think, uh, despite the fact of whatever happened in 2010, you know, the Outlaws is Billings. Outlaws is ten. You know, and to the kids' credit, that you know that we've taken the name and put it back in a good light. Um, these kids have done an amazing job of giving the Outlaws a, a name again. And I think with the new indoor team, they'll come in, you know, with more support just because they have they have a program already ready to support them because they're on the Outlaws. Definitely, and I just think from the community standpoint, coming back with that name because obviously the Outlaws didn't leave for any other reason other than the tornado. <laughs> so I, I think there will definitely be community support with that, which I'm glad for because besides the Mustangs, really, it doesn't seem like, you know, professional sports have stuck in Billings, which is too bad. you got to remember, it's, you know, um, we're the only team to win championships in Billings. Right. I mean, put that perspective, a lot of people don't understand I mean, we are the champion. The Outlaws have always been the championship team in, in Billings. You know, uh, Rocky won. Was it Rocky won a national championship in basketball? Um, we have three championships as the Outlaws. I mean, not a lot of championship things going on in Billings. So we, I mean, when you have a mark of a champion, you should try to keep it as much as you can. You know, the Packers are really what's Green Bay. You know what I mean? So they make sure, you know. Every, they do everything they can to keep Green Bay there. And I love the way they do things by having the community be the ownership. And so I think Billings is getting back their champion, you know, and their opportunity to represent. And I think the outlaws have put Billings on the map. I mean, a lot of people would not know where Billings, Montana is if you didn't have the football side of it with the outlaws or youth outlaws. You know, when you say Billings, people be like, where? Right. Where now they're like, you heard of that? That's in Montana, you know, and and so you know, it it, it deserves the team back and it deserves a name of the Outlaws back. Well, definitely, because I mean, even the other day I was watching the Grizz game on I think it was Friday, and the ESPN announcers were like, I had to look up where Montana even was, and it's like, really? But I mean, there are people that just don't know about us, and I hope that the Outlaw name and the Outlaw football brand will be able to. Help us get on the map. Hey, Montana, they only know us as Montana. But Billings Outlaws put Billings where it belongs, and that's the biggest city, the best place to be in Montana. Definitely. So how hard – I've asked about your, you know, memories playing and things like that. What was the transition like after your playing days were over? Um. I was always coaching while I was playing, so it wasn't really that hard. Um, you know, for me right now, it's about family, um, getting my family going and doing things with my family. And, you know, not even just me, my family, 
general, but like my immediate family with the outlaws and stuff like that, and getting these kids where they belong and what they want. You know, we're on the national scene today. We lost uh, in the national uh, quarterfinal today, but these kids are gaining everything they got to this day. Mm -hmm. A lot of them transition to high school and, and do some big things in high school. Definitely. So you mentioned your family. Um, I'm wearing a Utah shirt, and I know that one of your sons went to play football at Utah. What was it like seeing your son succeed in football past high school and college? Um, it's good. You know, he he gave it everything he had. Um, unfortunately, he had a major injury, and you know, I wish he would have had a chance at the league. But um, he loved his time at Utah. We talked about it a few times, and the things he's learned from that, he's brought back home and taught you know, kids from um, Billings. But that was our goal from day one. We always talk about going to Utah. I mean, not Utah, but going D1. All my kids want to play Division One sport. So they strive for that. You know, my second son, uh, Krishan, um, he's at uh, Pima right now. He decided to go to junior college after using Montana State after leaving there. And so now he's trying to fight the D1. Uh, I got a really good 13, well, he's 14. I saw a really good 14-year-old who's playing quarterback. And, you know, every day is a growth process for him. You know, as good as he can be and as good as he's going to be in the future, he's still got to grow. And, you know, taking his time with him to help him grow. And I'm the type of father, man, that, you know, failure is, is a good thing, not always a bad thing, you know. Too much success early can bring, you know, a lot of bad, a lot of bad success later. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, he's he's went through every little, you know, process as a young man in the athletic world that a person can go through. He's been to Tom Benson Field and been in a national championship game. You know, he's in Florida right now. He's been in Arizona. He's been in Vegas in national championships. So, you know. A great opportunity for these kids, you know, from all my kids, but for my own kids as well. Awesome. So I know Chris Sean played both basketball and football. Are you in favor of kids playing multiple sports throughout high school? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know why you wouldn't. Um, I think it hurts you because you don't really learn different skill set that you can bring back to your favorite sport. Um, football to basketball, football players, basketball players who play football, LeBron James, uh, uh, Anthony Edwards. I mean, think about how physically gifted they are when they come to the rack. I mean, they, they don't just dunk, they thunder dunk. Right. Guys who didn't do both, you know, they get kind of soft after a while. And so, um, you know, like Michael Jordan played baseball. You know what I mean? So it gave him a different mindset in basketball. And like I always say, playing other sports help you learn the, the competitor, you know, failure part of things. I might be the best basketball player in the city, but I might not be the best baseball player. Right. So those times right. I'm trying to fight to be the best baseball but I learned how to fight and learn how to work and learn how to do things. Where if I'm only just playing one sport all the time, I don't really learn how to make myself better in the sport I'm just playing. Definitely. And also one of your mentors, Deion Sanders, was, I think, one of the best in football and was also pretty dang good in baseball. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that brought the competitor out of him. Yeah. You know, 
able to be competitive and do a lot of good things, you know, competitive. So it taught him how to be a competitor. And I think that's the thing we miss out on is the, the competitor side of it. Definitely. So we kind of touched on um, indoor football, but I want to go back to what's the structure of the IFL? Because I know there's like arena football that I sometimes see on ESPN, but the, what are the different divisions that they have of indoor football? Now it's uh, NAL, IFL, CFL. Those are the main three. And uh, NAL is trying to be like the old arena football league. IFL is more of the king right now. They have the they have the strongest um, ownerships. They have the strongest league right now. And then and CFL, which is where I mean I wouldn't say underneath the IFL. I just think it's different. You know. Uh, their structure right now is, I really feel like a lot of those owners should be trying to figure out how to get into the IFL. They don't make one big national league, a great, great league. But I think the CFL, the CIF is just trying to rebuild itself. And I would say right now it's right under the IFL, but for sure the IFL is key right now. Awesome. So I want to go now to Billings mainly, and what has your role been with Billings Youth Football? Uh, I don't know how to put that. Um, <laughs> I've given it everything I've had. Um, I think I've been the, the pusher of more rather than less. Uh, I've been helping it grow from a athletic standpoint, a more competitive standpoint, and more of a national standpoint. So I would say I'm more of the national pusher. I mean, you still got your local leagues, but I think when it comes to saying, a lot of people say I'm the ambassador of youth football. And I can kind of see where they say that, but I would just say I'm just a guy who just wanted kids to have an opportunity I didn't have. So I would say I push it more nationally. Everybody else pushes it more locally. Well, I think it's great that you're pushing it nationally. So thanks for what you're doing. <laughs> no problem. Um, so another thing is, you know, what does it mean to have your players, you've mentioned this a little bit, go to high school and dominate in high school and then possibly go on to play college ball too? Um, I think it's important not for me, but for them. I think, I think one thing you will notice about players that come from us a lot of our freshmen who go in to be freshmen next year can probably play on anybody's JV team. We haven't had too many kids who couldn't play varsity. Even some play varsity as a freshman. And I mean, would they have the same experience if they didn't play for us? It's 50-50. You don't know. You know, but they, they create their opportunities by what they bring to the table. But the thing I will tell you is that a kid from us has knowledge of the game. A kid from us knows how to play the game and understand it. And, you know, they're ready to take on whoever, whenever, and however, because that's how they, they're taught. They're, they're taught to step up and take on like any and every challenge. And so I would say when kids leave me, the successful thing for me is they're playing young body sophomore year, and they're not just playing, they're getting opportunities. You know, I have a lot of kids got a lot of opportunities as sophomores last year. That's great. So how big of a challenge is it for to balance, you know, athletics and academics when they're choosing their college? I think it's, I think it's up to you. I think it depends on the person. I think it's all about time management. You know, if you have time management skills, you'll, it'll work out for you. If you don't, 
and priorities. It's school a priority to you that you're going to put time into it. It's really, life is about what you love, okay? If you love something, you're going to give everything to it. If you don't love it, you're not going to give much to it. And so if you love school and you love sports, you're going to be the best at both that you can be because you're never going to question yourself about what you need to do. You're going to do it. If you don't love one or the other, you're going to struggle in that. And so that's, that's, that I think is the biggest problem with most college athletes. They don't understand that what they're doing, it, you know, they, they learn to love it. I kind of love getting up in the morning and just loving every opportunity that I get, whether it's school or whether it's football, whether it's you know, just life in general. Once they learn to love what they're doing, it all becomes easy. Definitely. So you have a foundation that you've started. What made you want to give back to the city of Billings? It gave me everything. Billings gave me my opportunity, gave me my start to life in terms of as a grown-up. Um, you know, my kids are born there. Um, my kids are there. Um, I've always just wanted to make sure that when I left the city, I left it better than I came into it. And so um, now that I'm kind of moved to Arizona, um, I'm hoping that I left a mark that, you know, kids now know that life outside of Billings, it's okay to grow up. It's okay to, you know, go somewhere else and, and, and make your mark as a Montana, you know what I mean? And, and, and really go out and do what you need to do and then bring your knowledge of things you learned from somewhere else back to Montana and, and keep building Billings back. You know, I think that's the one thing about Billings that's never recognized is that, you know, it's time for growth. I mean, Billings, I mean, think about it. Missoula's growing, Bozeman's growing. Billings has stayed the same for so long. Yep. And now it's time for Billings to grow, but it takes those people who left to come back and help Billings grow. Definitely. So how can future athletes get a hold of you for camps or, you know, anything? Um, I, uh, I have my own west website, chrisdixonsports.com. Um and my phone number, everything else is on it. So if anybody need anything, Facebook, um, Twitter, uh, um, Instagram is all cdix uh, one one. Um, so anybody need anything, I'm always here. Perfect. So then my final question is kind of a little bit off of our topics here, but how do you feel about NFL expansion being in Salt Lake? It's a town they're semi-considering for NFL expansion. So I was just wondering what your thoughts are. They can't do it. So, like, don't open on Sundays. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Wouldn't be able to do it, right? How you gonna do it? Salt Lake is nothing's open on Sunday. <laughs> that like, is a like, like, like real talk. I would agree to be in Salt Lake. I agree with it, except nothing's open on Sundays. That is a great point. Definitely a hurdle. You can't have an NFL team if you're not going to be open on Sundays. And, and, and if you don't open up, you can't just open up for NFL games because then hotels, restaurants, everything else that's not open lose out on big, big expansion, financial opportunities. You know what I'm saying? So that's why Salt Lake has killed itself. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to remember, I think it was, was it one of the Bulls when they played Utah um, at home? They had to move the game from Sunday to Monday. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, like, like, yeah, like, I, I, 
I would consider, yes, going to Salt Lake would be a great move because he needs it. I even think Salt Lake needs a baseball team. He yeah. needs it. You know, why doesn't Salt Lake have a hockey team? Right. Come on, man. Cole, kids play hockey in Salt Lake. But what's killing them is Sunday. That's true. I didn't even think about that. That's true. The opportunity for growth in Salt Lake, they have to change the Sunday rule. I get it. They Mormon. They, you know, they, they. It's a church thing. But I also, you can't, you can't beg for something that you just can't satisfy. That's professional sports. Right. I mean, they satisfy basketball because they play so many times during the week. But I mean, come on now. Hey, you can't expect these sports to come in there when you're not willing to open up businesses and everything else on a Sunday. That is really true. Well, hey, thank you, Chris, for your time. And again, this was a great interview. So just thank you so much. No problem, man. Thanks for having me. Of course. Have a great rest of your day and good luck to your teams. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye.